France. Are you ready for some football? <laughs> it's time for Red Zone Talk on 95.3 KGY, a weekly look at high school football in the area with your hosts, Noel Wall and Olympian prep sports writer, Lauren Smith. Ready? Ready. And now here's Lauren and Noel. And welcome to Season 3, Episode 10 of uh, Red Zone Talk. I'm Noel along with uh, Lauren Smith. Good morning. How are you this morning? Good morning, Noel. I'm good. How are you? And uh, again, doing it remotely. That's uh, good. I'm doing great. Uh, the weather is uh, going to ease up on us a little bit tonight. Uh, it's the last week of the regular season for many teams, and we do have some teams vying for league championships, don't we? We do, we do. By this time, um, the way it kind of worked out last week is things are decided in terms of who's in and who's out. But, you know, for a few of them, we have to decide whether they're number one or they're number two. And then uh, later on today, we are going to talk about River Ridge's Trey Dorfner. And uh, your story is in today's uh, Olympian. Yeah, so Trey, you know, is um, a player that I've known for a while. You know, I he... I went out to a game when they played Washington last year. Um, it was the sixth game in. And suddenly there's this guy out there at running back who I've never heard of before um, and just kind of found out, you know, that he was academically ineligible for the first five weeks and, you know, kind of worked back and got on the field. And he ends up in a short season still rushing for more than 1,000 yards. You know, he played basketball. He ran track. um He's just done a lot of things, and, you know, there's been some stuff um, in his life that's been a little bit difficult to deal with, but he's definitely, you know, kind of used sports as an outlet um, and just doing just doing a great job for them over there. All right, and we are going to uh, learn more about that a little bit later in the show, but uh, it's just about time to talk about what happened last Friday. Again, if you uh, miss any part of it or want to hear back show, you can get that on the uh, Red Zone page of the KGYFM.com website. You can also email the show, rzt at uh, kgyradio.com. Love to hear from you. And uh, let's see, last week we had uh, Pioneer Bowl leading it off. We did. We had the Pioneer Bowl, um, 17th annual. And, you know, that one was really close. It was 7-6 to six at halftime. Tumwater was leading. Um, so, you know, thought maybe this one would kind of come down to the end. But, you know, Tumwater kind of came out in the second half and, did the things they normally do and kind of rolled off four touchdowns. Um, they held Black Hills scoreless in the second half. Black Hills only finished with 51 yards of total offense. And uh, Tumwater's defense came out and put Christian Williams on his back six times. Um, so Tumwater leads the all-time series 15-3 to now. Yeah. Um, seven in a row for them. Uh, this, they're going to go for their seventh consecutive undefeated league title this week. Um, so they end up winning thirty-one to six there. Yeah, I did talk to a Black Hills mom during the week, and she was pretty happy with how uh, the first half worked out. But just that Tumwater uh, with the whole platoon and everything is just too much to handle in that second half. Yeah, they've got you know they've got a lot of depth. You can just tell looking at the sidelines. You know they've got a, a few more kids out there than Black Hills does, and it didn't you know it didn't help for Black Hills that they're running like they're. Top running back, uh, Connor Furu, he's out with an ACL tear for the rest of the year. So, you know, they're a guy down there, and, you know, it's you get beat up on their sideline, it takes a little bit more of a toll than it does on Tom Waters. Yeah. Uh, going to the other end of the fortunes spectrum, we talked about Rochester having a chance against uh, Aberdeen, but uh, weather waxes Bobcats uh, prevailed in that one. Rochester did put some points on the board. 
Rochester, did they? I thought they lost 20 to 0 in that one. Well, maybe I had it wrong because I had them down for 10 points. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with you. Okay. Um, I thought that, yeah, I thought there was a shutout there. Um, and uh, in that event, you know, that's, that's the third time this season they've been shut out. They've only scored more than one touchdown twice um, in the entire season. So rough one for them. Um, you know, they got one more chance this week against Black Hills to, you know, avoid a winless season. Um, but I'm sure Black Hills is going to be, you know, wanting to get things going again after losing to Tumwater. So it's, gonna, you know, going to be a rough finish there. Yes, yes, I'm sure you're right. Uh, Tenino and Montesano. Yeah, Monty's the number four team in the state, and they kind of proved that. You know, they they win that one, fifty six to fourteen, and it was it was thirty five nil before Tonino scored. Um, so, you know, Montesano really just really has controlled that league uh, this season. You know, they beat Hoquiam undefeated. You know that that one was going to be rough, and it just kind of turned out that way. Um, Denino lost five straight, has lost five straight now. Yep. Um, so definitely kind of looking to get a win in this last one. The Bulldogs have a, a long history of winning seasons, and so they're sticking with that. Yeah. Uh, Yelm, another team to have uh, trouble with Peninsula. Yeah, Peninsula, um, they were number five in the state at that point. Um, 42 to 14, they win that one. Uh Brandon Thompson, I think, gave Yelm an early lead. Um, he had an 85-yard touchdown run, but then uh, Peninsula reeled off six in a row um, to kind of put that one away, and they actually knock Yelm out of the playoffs with that win. Oh, that stings right there. Uh, Napa Vine remains undefeated as they uh, went to Rainier. Yeah, so they ended up playing um, at Centralia on Saturday because Napa Vine's field was just so ripped up that they just couldn't they just couldn't play um, because of the weather. Um, but yeah, uh, Tigers come in forty-two to zero. They're the, they've been the top-ranked team in two B the entire year. Um, really proved why against a Rainier team that's really surprised and really done well. Um, rough part for Rainier: a couple guys get hurt. Um, in that game, so they've only got 14 players that are healthy, so they actually ended up deciding to forfeit their game against Washougal this week, um, just because lack of numbers, they just can't they just can't play them with that many kids. Yeah, I think uh, I, I read in the paper that uh, Coach said he has 14 players now? Yep, 14. So 14 healthy guys, so I think they're just going to kind of lick the wounds and gear up for the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good idea right there. Let's see, Capital at Gig Harbor, and uh, Capital did pretty well. Capital, yeah, Capital rolled them uh, 49-17. Capital has really come on in the last few weeks here. Um, they've won four of their last five. I think they've only allowed 38 points in five games. Um, Chris Penner has, you know, really just emerged as a standout guy. Uh, seven receptions for him, 192 yards. Four touchdowns, and then he added four of four uh, extra points. So you know he just kind of did it all um, against Gig Harbor, and Capital locked up the number three seed um, out of the three A South Sun Conference with that one. Wow! And then uh, a team that's been looking to uh, get back to a winning season, Shelton at Central Kitsap, and that looks like that was a close game. Yeah, it was um, tough for them. Uh, there, you know. Their glimmer of playoff hope was dashed in that game, so they're out now. Um, CK wins uh, 35-31. You know, 
a few kids from Shelton putting up some pretty big numbers. Tyler Gerald is the quarterback, 17 of 26, 259 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, Kyle Kimball caught several of those passes, but they just, yeah, they couldn't, they couldn't quite uh, get over the hump in Silverdale there. Yeah, that's a that's a sad thing for the high climbers right there. And we had a couple of teams that have played twice since we talked last. Timberline, yes, uh, first at North Thurston, yeah. and then they had to face Peninsula. That happened last night, right? That was last night. Yeah. So um, against North Thurston, um, you know. I picked this one to be a little bit higher of a score, but then, you know, that really tells you what rivalry does. Um, close game throughout Timberline ends up escaping 19 to 10. Um, Anthony Hathaway, 30 carries, 193 yards and a touchdown there. Um, so that, you know, they won the rivalry game uh, there. Northerson won it last year. Um, so Timberline kind of takes the, takes the crown back there. And then last night, wow, um, I was at that game. That one is for was for the number one seed out of the 3A Southbound Conference. Um, the best Timberline could do was share the league title because of that forfeit loss to Yelm earlier. Um, but Peninsula ranked number four in the state undefeated. Uh, they were going for their first undefeated regular season since 1985. Um, came in, Timberline's defense just kept them out of the end zone, didn't score once. Uh, Timberline ends up winning 7-3. to three. And kind of the big, like the biggest part of the night, um, Timberline or uh, Peninsula, with two and a half minutes to go, about um, they're set up on the four yard line, four chances to get inside the end zone, goal line stand. Timberline did not let them in. Um, the touchdown there was a 25 yard pass um, from Jacob Henning to Tariq Romaine in uh, the second quarter, and then Timberline doesn't score in the second half, and Peninsula gets that one field goal. But it was just that was just a battle. Uh, that was just a trench battle, um, and Timberline ends up winning it and clutches his share of the league title and gets the number one seed uh, going into districts. You know, those uh, low-score wins like that are real character-building kind of a things, and you grind it out against a team like Peninsula, uh, you're going into next week thinking, you know, we can do anything. Right, and it's, it's like if Peninsula truly was the number four team in the state, uh, Timberline's in really good shape. Right. Uh, another team that's played twice is Olympia. First at Puyallup, where they did well. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, Puyallup last week. Uh, Scott Gunther returned to the field last week. Um, made that pretty clear. 34 carries, 297 yards, three touchdowns. Um, Olympia ends up winning that one handily, 42-7. to seven. Uh, Get the number three seed out of the 4A SPSL there. Um, so they're just all locked up, uh, ready for the playoffs. And then, uh, Stan Wood last night came to town, um, 47 to 14, uh, Gunther four touchdowns in the first half. Um, but this is the first time in, uh, any game that he's played this season that he hasn't been over a hundred yard rushing. So 17 carries for 82. And then the second half, uh, I don't think he played, um, a snap just, you know, uh, kind of built a big lead and kind of gives some other kids some experience, especially in a non-league game. Um, our guy Dave Weber was there, and he said that Ole used 77 players wow. um, in last night's game, including two freshman quarterbacks. So everybody kind of got a got a chance to play last night. That's a lot of fun right there. And, uh, boy, have we got stuff that we are going to be talking about not only today but in, uh, I think, the next couple of weeks to come. We will be talking about tonight's action as we move along with Red Zone Talk. After we come back from the break, we are going to talk with Lauren about River Ridge's trade Dorfner 
and a little bit of the story of his life and how he's doing for River Ridge in a story that you can find in today's copy of The Olympian. All that and more when we come back with Red Zone Talk on 95.3 Olympia's KGY. Big savings in a small town. At Northwest Chevrolet and McKenna, enjoy the small town, relaxed way of doing business and save money with the lowest sales tax in the area. Plus, the summer bonus tag sale is on now with huge savings on most new Chevy models, including loaded and hard-to-find Silverados. Save big on pre-owned trucks, too, with lots to choose from. Northwest Chevrolet and McKenna, Olympia, Lacey, and Yelm. It's just a few minutes away. Directions at NorthwestChevrolet.com. Every time you grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Pepsi, you'll find a Pepsi emoji on the side of the bottle. So while the Pepsi delivers this, the Pepsi emoji delivers this. Ahead, crack open a Pepsi and tell the world how you feel and what you love with Pepsi emojis. Say it with Pepsi. Shift into savings now at your local Kubota dealer. Kubota RTVX Series is the best-selling diesel utility vehicle in the industry, earning their place by setting the standard for being durable and reliable under all kinds of conditions. Right now, you can get long-term financing as low as 0% APR for up to five years on select Kubota RTVX utility vehicles. Now through December 31st, 2016. Call toll-free 1-800-794-4992 for details about cost and terms. See J&I Power Equipment on Pacific and Olympia and Bald Hills Road in Yelp. Get it done, save a ton, J&I. Spin Tees Screen Print Graphics gives you the very best quality printing and embroidery, perfect for teams, schools, and special events. Excellent quality, custom design, quick turnaround, and low pricing. You know, when it's your turn to order shirts, hats, caps, whatever, count on Spin Tees to make the job simple and easy with results that'll make you a hero. Check out the unique Seahawks gear they have at Spin Tees. 2008 Harrison near Grocery Outlet, online at SpinTeesPrints.com. Friend Spin Tees on Facebook. Big savings in a small town. At Northwest Chevrolet and McKenna, enjoy the small town, relaxed way of doing business and save money with the lowest sales tax in the area. Plus, the summer bonus tag sale is on now with huge savings on most new Chevy models, including loaded and hard-to-find Silverados. Save big on pre-owned trucks, too, with lots to choose from. Northwest Chevrolet and McKenna, Olympia, Lacey, and Yelm. It's just a few minutes away. Directions at NorthwestChevrolet.com. There's the kickoff. 95.3 KGY and more with Noel and Lauren on Red Zone Talk. And we are back on a Friday morning with Red Zone Talk and uh, ready to talk about uh, River Ridge's Trey Dorfner. And uh, you can read the whole article in this morning's Olympian, have it delivered to your door or find it online at theolympian.com. And uh, Lauren, this is a guy who transferred into school a little late to play in his first year and then wound up with some uh, academic ineligibilities. How did he even get to the football field? So, yeah, I kind of touched on this earlier. Like, he came in um, and started playing for River Ridge his junior year. He was at Timberline before that. He actually transferred schools midway through his sophomore year. Um, Grades kind of, you know, lost a little bit of focus. Um ends up finishing the end of the school year um, with grades not up to up to scale to where you can play football. So by WIA rule, he had to sit the first five weeks. Um, just wasn't allowed to play. And then obviously you have to have a certain amount of practices before you can play. And um, so he was, he was just kind of limited to the practice field. All he could do 
was practice, and he knew he wasn't going to play. Um, he could, he didn't suit up on Friday night. You know, he stood on the sideline and he just cheered on his team. No helmet, no pads, no anything. And I got to say um, that that right the there shows five a, games that shows a, a certain amount of dedication right there to the team and to the sport, the game. It really does. And he says, you know, he went really hard in practice, and he kind of impressed the coaches and teammates with like how hard he'd hit guys, and you know how like how much enthusiasm he would show. And he just he said to me, you know, every practice was a game to me. Like that, like that's how I looked at it. I wasn't going to get the atmosphere. I wasn't going to get those Friday night lights like everybody else was. So I just kind of had to take advantage of like the opportunity that I did have. Um, and you know, he, I kind of detail, you know, the things that have happened earlier in his life and that kind of continue to go on now uh, more in the story. But he's a kid that's moved around a ton. Like he he started counting off the different elementary schools in the different states that he'd been to. And it's like five or six, you know, he like didn't have a concrete number because it's just been so many. Um, he's been homeschooled at points, you know, he's lived in Louisiana, he's lived in California, he's lived here, he was born in Tacoma, but he's lived in Lacey and Parkland. And, you know, it's just, he's moved around so much that like, you can kind of understand why at points he'd be frustrated or have trouble with grades because there's like, it, it's been a struggle to find stability for him um and you know he just kind of he really really came in at the beginning of the school year last year as a junior refocused um got the grades to where they needed to be he gets to come out in week six against Washington Gustavo Diaz who was their regular running back at the time was hurt he hurt his elbow so Trey got like a chance to go in there as the number one running back Comes into that game, uh, his first touchdown as varsity player, four yards into the end zone, untouched. Nobody got to him. Um, 86-yard touchdown in the second half. He finishes that game with 24 carries for 232 yards. It's his first game as a varsity player, um, which is huge. And, you know, he goes on uh, to finish the season. A short season, he only played six games, but he still rushed for almost 1,200 yards and 11 touchdowns. He, like, he averaged 193 yards per game. You know, and this is a kid who, like, he didn't get to play. And, I mean, he like, obviously he played at Timberline, you know, on C team before before he transferred. But as a varsity player, to kind of do that is huge. And you got to give some credit, like, obviously some credit to the kids who were at River Ridge. I mean, they had a great season last year. Um, but he just worked, you know. He worked and he got in there and um, did a great job. And that's really carried over to this year. Um, he's got a Division One offer from Wyoming now. Um, which, you know, his teammates say have really refocused him. I talked to Kelly Sanders the other night, um, and Wyoming was his first college offer before he, you know, eventually committed to Wazoo. And he told Trey, you know, they, they talked about you when they talked to me, and he would kind of give him vague clues of, like, you're next and kind of kind of made a little game out of it, kind of had some fun with it. And then eventually Trey gets gets his offer on the, on the last day of um, and just, you know, really happy, really, really focused after that, has become a leader on this team. Uh, right now he's on pace to get over 1,000 yards again this season. He's at 996 right now, and I kind of joked with him. I was like, you got to get at least four on Friday to kind of get <laughs> to kind of get that number again. Um, but, you know, he's really just kind of taken, taken the difficulties that he's had off of the field in stride um, and, you know, just really kind of made a – made a nice high school football career for himself, a nice high school basketball career. He's done well in track. Um, and now, you know, he hasn't committed yet, but more than likely um, he'll end up at Wyoming and just, you know, kind of get to get to go to college and, and do this and kind of make make his own way. Well, that's a, and another amazing story. And i got to say, Lauren, you have brought us several stories of kids that have faced adversity 
uh, got a chance to turn their life around, got a chance to really prove there's something, and high school athletics, high school football uh, was part of that in each story. It's been it's been great to see all these. Yep. And I think like these kids, especially the ones who have had just really tough, really tough times, really deserve to be celebrated, you know, for what they're able to do and just kind of not fold under this stress and fold fold under all this negativity that surrounds them and just, you know, really push through and just do a great job, you know, not only on the football field, but in school as well. Uh, that's absolutely right. Well, we are looking forward to uh, look at tonight's matchups. That's going to happen, and uh, we're looking ahead to playoffs and all kinds of fun stuff coming up. Uh, that is all next after the break on uh, 95.3 KGY. Football fans, Cut Rate Auto Parts asks, are you ready to tackle fall and winter driving? Defensive preparations start with new wipers and brake pads. Lights on offense, NGK spark plugs provide faster line acceleration, and seafoam motor treatment will give you what you need on those long runs. Don't forget special teams. Dress up your rig with floor mats, seat covers, or running lights, and Meguiar's products keep your team vehicle looking its best. Rush in to Cut Rate Auto Parts near you and get set for a winning season. The Olympian is your local news source featuring award-winning reporters with convenient home delivery or join the online readership of over 90,000 per week. The Olympian is a community supporter sponsoring local events. You get the latest local news, sports, and entertainment news in the Olympian. See theolympian.com to sign up for home delivery for just $307 per week or get an online introductory four-week subscription for just $1.99. TheOlympian.com. The Washington driving test just got harder. Nearly twice the questions and new subjects like distracted driving. Driver's education is a big step. Independence, mobility, responsibility. Get your student off to a safe start with 911 Driving School, the only school taught exclusively by highly trained police instructors. Results are clear. 911 graduates have fewer violations, fewer suspensions, and fewer collisions. Find information about classes in Lacey, Tumwater, and Yelm at 911drivingschool.com. The Woodshed Furniture on Martin Way in Lacey is the source for quality home furnishings. Pieces that will stay in the family for generations. You owe it to yourself to see what's new in the Amish furniture or bedroom galleries. Lie down on a Serta or Simmons mattress and check out the Woodshed's wide selection of recliners, power recliners, and reclining sofas. You'll find quality in every corner of the store. 12 months, same as cash, interest-free Financing OAC. 6127 Martin Way, The Woodshed in Lacey. Don't get benched from the life you love. Doctors Femiano and Hamlin are dedicated sports medicine providers at Olympia Orthopedic Associates. Sprains, strains, torn ligaments, arthritis, joint inflammation, conditioning issues, and more. With same-day MRI capabilities, it's no wonder local colleges, high schools, and youth leagues are choosing Olympia Orthopedic Associates for treatment and support. Details at OlyOrtho.com. There's the kickoff. 95.3 KGY and more with Noel and Lauren on Red Zone Talk. And welcome back once in Friday morning. That means Red Zone Talk. We recap last week. Uh, we've talked a little bit about our feature of the day of the week. And now it's time to talk about games that are happening tonight. Uh, and games that are not happening tonight. We already mentioned Rainier having lost some key players uh, in their loss to Napa Vine. Will forfeit, not play Washougal. Uh, we've got, uh, but we've got it here. Let's start with a couple of teams that 
uh, would love to get to 500. I'm not sure they can do it. Uh, Yelm and Central Kitsap, each at three and five. Yeah, um, both teams, you know, there's no, there's no hope of making the playoffs there for either of them. So at this point, I guess you, I guess you play for bragging rights, or if you're a senior, you play to win your last one. Um, you know, Yelm had, like, a decent start, and they end up getting that forfeit um, against Timberline as well. But, you know, just couldn't couldn't put enough together to, to get into the playoffs this year. Um, rough, you know, they just barely missed the playoffs last year as well. So they, they're out, CK's out, so it's just kind of a it's – a, it's a battle of who wants to get the last one. There you go. Uh, a couple of teams whose fates have been decided, Capital and Shelton. Yep. Um, so if Shelton had won last week, then it would come down to this game. Um, I believe to see if they were going to get get a playoff spot or not, but you know, um, you know, weren't able to get it done last week against Central Kitsap. And, you know, Capital obviously has really, you know, really been getting it done. Um, they're the number three seed um, out of the three A South Sound Conference. They'll play Ferndale next week at Ferndale, which is a that's a tough that's a very tough road. That's a very tough game. It's a very good football team. Um, so I think you know. The best thing for Capital to do is just kind of go into Shelton and just just get some momentum going. There you go. Uh, Rochester uh, is uh, probably not going to change their fates. And how about Black Hills at four and four? Have they got something to fight for? Uh, they are already locked in. Uh, they are the number three seed out of the two A Evco. So after the whole everybody makes the playoffs thing um, for the last bit um, this year, they only get three. So Black Hills is number three. Um, they're going to have to travel. Um, they go down and meet the GSHL number one, which uh, could be, I believe, Hawkinson or Columbia River. They've got kind of a whole mess down there with tiebreakers um, where kind of the, the four teams going for playoff spots down there are uh, Hawkinson, Columbia River, um, Washougal, and Woodland. Um, so they've got stuff to sort out down there, but Black Hills is definitely number three, and they're definitely going to go visit uh, GSHL number one next week um, against Rochester. You know, kind of like Capital, just kind of a chance to build momentum heading into the playoffs. Yeah, there you go. Uh, North Thurston has had a tough road, one and seven, and uh, they're going to face Gig Harbor. Yep, they get that. They go. Yep, they go visit. Uh, go visit Purdy and, and play Gig Harbor uh, in the regular season finale here. Um, Gig Harbor is going to be number four uh, out of the 3A South Sound Conference. Uh, they can't they can't lose that, and they can't do better than that. Um, so, and North Thurston's out, so you know, no nothing to play for in terms of changing uh, changing your fate. But you know, I'm sure North Thurston would love to love to end the season with a win. They haven't had one since the the first game of the season. Um, and you know, Gig Harbor again. You know, I think they'd like to build some momentum going into the playoffs. That makes it a long season to win your first game and then and then not after that. Yep. Tonino has uh, their work cut out for them. Yeah, they're going to go. Uh, their you know regular or, uh, their league schedules over um, went winless in the one AFCO uh, this year, and they're going to cap it with a really tough one. They're going to go play a two A school and not just any two A school, the number seven two A school in the state, and that's North Kitsap, and they haven't lost a game, so. Uh, going to be a tough kind of a tough uh, regular season finale for for Tenino. North Kitsap obviously looking to kind of keep going, uh, keep building in a really really tough two A classification this year. Yeah, and then we do have a couple of important games uh, 
Tumwater, with just the one loss, goes up against undefeated uh, Bearcats of WF West. Yeah, um, so this one's going to be for the 2A Epco title, and it is down in Chehalis. Um, WF West number nine this week. Yep, they're 8-0. Tumwater's still number two at 7-1. and uh, I think this will kind of be one of the more entertaining battles um, for the title than has been in the last few years. Like, again, you know, Tumwater's won six of these in a row. They haven't lost a league game in several years. Um, so definitely could be fun. You know, WF West has definitely proven that they – they're a team that deserves to be in the top 10. Um, Tom Water kind of perennially there. Um, they're playing for the number one seed. And kind of the difference between number one and number two here is number two has to travel um, just by the way uh, the system works out uh, with the South this year. So that like the number two has to go South. Um, again, that's kind of up in the air with the whole Hawkinson, Columbia River, Washuba Woodland situation going on down there. So we're kind of after tonight, we'll know, we'll know what's, what the deal is and who's going to play who and where. Um, but, you know, for Tumwater, I think the, one of the biggest things at stake is, like, Sid Otten could get another home game if they win. Yeah, yeah. Um, so definitely something that they're going to play for tonight. That would be fantastic. And uh, South Sound Stadium finds the uh, South Puget Sound League championships. River Ridge and Franklin Pierce, and an interesting history between these two teams that you pointed out in an article you wrote earlier this week for the Olympian. Right, yeah, and that's where that's where I'll be again tonight. Um, second, my second night in Lacey. Um, and yeah, uh, Franklin Pierce is number ten right now. Seven and one. River Ridge is number three. Uh, undefeated, seven zero. Had a bye week last week. But kind of the history between these two teams is in 2014. Franklin Pierce was the first team River Ridge played as a member of the 2A SPSL, and they lost. Um, it's kind of a loss that still that still fires Steve Schultz up a little bit. But since then. Um, they've rolled off 19 league wins in a row. River Ridge has, uh, haven't lost to Franklin Pierce again. That's their only two-way SPSL loss in their history in the league. Um, undefeated league champs last year, obviously looking to repeat that this year. Um, a lot of fun when these teams play. Uh, Willie Patterson up at Franklin Pierce, I think he's like nearing 4,000 total offensive yards for the season. Their quarterback, he's wow. a sight. Um, they've got, you know, a couple wide receivers who, who, who aren't slouches either. And then obviously River Ridge has Dorfner and they've got Kelly Sanders at quarterback, you know, a number of weapons there. Josh Riverman gets, you know, some catches at receiver, Braden Anderson too at tight end. Um, their defense has been, has been sound this season. Um, have, they haven't really been threatened too much, especially when they've gotten late in the game. So I think this one is either going to be a huge shootout or they're going to, you know, go out and play some excellent defense. We'll see. I think it's going to be one or the other. Um, but definitely always exciting when these two play each other and title on the line again. And there we go. Tonight's lineup right there. Uh, some huge games. We're here at the final week of the regular season. Many teams' measure of the season's success comes down to what happens tonight. And there are a lot of opportunities for success uh, for some teams. They'll be reaching for the singular success of an undefeated regular season. Others, success will be found in making the playoffs, uh, beating a rival, or achieving a winning record. Still other teams will find success, or maybe not, in a single victory. Uh, During my own abbreviated football career as a center for Stadium High School's sophomore squad, success was defined in our last game by a single play. 
a defender, Chip Vincent, I think it was, picked up a fumble and went 80 yards for a score. Our only points of the entire season. Didn't have a kicker, and the two-point try went backwards. My point is, defining success can depend as much on where you've been as where you end. Success is where you find it. Uh, some players taking the field tonight have bright sport feature, uh, futures ahead of them, and we've talked about many of these. But for many athletes, tonight will be their last experience with organized sports. Success equates to participation, camaraderie, being part of the team dynamic. Possibly success means someone paid admission and sat in the stands in a cold fall evening and watched you play. And that means, dear listener, success depends on you going to a game. How about tonight? Remember that when you think it's too cold, too wet, or how little skin you have in the game, and then get out there and watch some football. Uh, Red Zones, Ashley and Gabby will be at Tumwater Stadium tonight for that game near the main entrance. Stop by, say hello, play the football game, enter to win free driver's ed from 911 Driving School. Uh, Hawk fans, Hawks travel to New Orleans, take on the Saints, another early kickoff. So uh, pregame starts at 8 a.m., brought to you by, uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and uh, number four Huskies, Lauren, they have a big test against number 17, Utah. A win here goes a long way. Yeah, that that that's a huge one. Uh, one of our former quarterbacks now plays for Utah, so that's going to be fun. Kind of fun to develop a little bit of a rivalry there. Um, Huskies, they you know they just got to they've got to keep playing. I with Seattle sports, I, I I maintain a cautious optimism. So it's definitely been you know a season to remember so far. But got, you got to keep it going. There you go. And the Cougars, meanwhile, head to a struggling Oregon State. They should yeah, be able to keep well, it going. Yeah, well, I mean, struggling Oregon State, you know, they they can they play in games for you know a de- like a decent amount of time. They've had a couple where they like they could have come out with a win. So don't don't take them for granted. But you know, Wazoo should should go in there and get a win. All right, so that's a look ahead to uh, tonight to the weekend's football. A lot of great stuff coming up. Uh, this is the end of the regular season. Red Zone Talk will be back next Friday, and we are going to talk about playoffs. We're going to talk about the teams that made it, teams that didn't quite make it, and the teams they're going to have to face as we head on down the line. So be sure and join us next Friday for Red Zone Talk as we cover the playoffs. Right now, it's uh, an hour of uh, commercial-free music as we kick off the workday right here on 95.3 Olympia's KGY. KGY.